actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me live in the studio tonight, returning guest, good friend of the program, Fritz Springmeier. You guys, of course, know him as the author of Bloodlines of the Illuminati, but Fritz has been a lifelong researcher, and the trails he's traveled down, the rabbit holes he's dug have gone in a number of different directions. We are going to be talking about some important stuff tonight. And yes, it's true. Sometimes these subjects are dark. Sometimes they are disturbing. But fret not, dear listener. We will be talking about good things as well as the inevitable bad. So do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. We're live over there on Getter and the Foxhole and Rumble and Clout Hub and Pure Social and Odyssey where they actually just activated the ability for you to become a member of the channel. Odyssey continues to innovate with the uh, features they have, and we just need to get people over there. It's a worthwhile program. Suggest you guys download it. But of course, you know, my number one, the Foxhole. Thank you to Inside Geno for getting it started over there. All right, guys, without further ado, please sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we will be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, everyone. Thank you very, very much for being here. And please join me in welcoming our guest once again, Mr. Fritz Springmeier. Fritz, it's so good to see you again. So good to be back. I've looked forward to this. And Zach, I want to tell you that your audience, your listeners, your people, were very supportive of me, very kind, lots of good donations. So uh, thank you all. Uh, I didn't have the time to uh, send emails and thank people, but uh, I- I'm doing it right now. I really appreciate the the support that they all gave. Awesome. That's great to hear. You know, I am a little bit biased, but perhaps... Uh, my guests, or excuse me, my audience really is the best audience out there in uh, in in this truth and freedom movement that I can possibly imagine. I, I love them every single day. I'm here doing these shows, uh, interacting with them, and uh, they've always got a way of lifting me up as much as I, I try to lift them up as well. So, uh, Fritz, I, you, you're wearing a cast on your arm. And I was going to say, you know, I mean, it's been a couple of months since we ch- saw each other, but I mean, you've had a couple of different life experiences. I think the last time you were on the show, you were either just about to have a new baby or you had your wife had just had the new baby. So tell us what, what have you been doing the last couple of months? Wow. Good question. Um, because I'm going to use that as a springboard to uh, introduce some novel thoughts to, to some of the audience. Yes, uh, my wife and I had a newborn baby and, and in July. 
after your your our last show, which was on fifteenth of July, and we had it at home. And I want to put in a plug for God, and I want to put in a plug for natural childbirth. You see, uh, Zach, if we're looking at a little uh, mother cat that's out in the barn, when it's time for her to have her kitten, she just goes off and where she's secluded and she has her kittens, no problem. But our medical system has convinced women that having a baby is a crisis. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the women do not understand what the system does to aggravate the whole birthing process. They do countless things that make it worse. And then they come along and rescue the women. And so I've talked to various women. They say, well, I'm so glad I had my baby in the hospital because I have blah, blah, blah. And I think to myself, yeah, you have blah, 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 because you didn't do things correctly and naturally. And yeah, you they created the problem and then saved you. It's almost Hegelian dialectic. I was there. just going to say, <laughs> that's a perfect yeah. example. <laughs> yeah. And people don't even realize that the Rockefellers got a hold of the whole healthcare system back in the early 20th century, and it's been totally perverted. And, and so people don't, people that are doctors and nurses, they don't even critically think things through, but they just follow a protocol, you know? Yeah. Okay, the protocol for COVID is remdesivir, a ventilator, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're just following, you know, uh, without any, th uh, any thought behind it. And so uh, I've now had three, chill, uh, three boys uh, at home, and uh, my second son, uh, my wife was, was in contraction. She was on the bed. My first son was jumping up and down on the mattress, so I took him outside because, you know, that, that's a, quite a distraction while you're, while you're giving birth. <laughs> I can and, just imagine your wife like, get him out of here. <laughs> and she actually didn't. She, she was really quite pleasant about okay. it. But anyway, I, I came in after a little while to check on her. And she's holding this baby. Like, look what the stork brought in. She had the baby all by herself. Awesome. Now, there are hundreds of reasons why you should have a home birth. But just talking about a couple minor ones. One is, is when you're in the hospital room, you have all these people, strangers coming in, and maybe you're not aware of it, but having a stranger come into the room actually slows your birthing process, your labor down, mm. and that puts you in more danger of having a C-section. Another thing uh, is that they induce, and right now, over a a third of the women are having C-sections. And so when they induce uh, labor, it causes problems. People don't, aren't aware of it, which can which increase your chance of getting a C-section. Mm -hmm. So there's so many, and I'm not going to get into it, but but my wife is an example of how you can do things naturally because God didn't create junk. Right. Junk. Right. And I think it's it's 
an affront to God. I think it's a lack of faith that people think that God didn't make women where they can have uh, children. Well, now, we that have doesn't mean in the past that there weren't problems because, like in the Roman Empire, the the pottery that they used to drink out of had lead. So yeah, mm-hmm. they had health problems. That so you can't go back and say, well, in such and such time period they had so many problems. Yeah, they had problems because they weren't doing things right. right. If you do things naturally, um, like the Bushmen out in the Kalahari Desert, um, things are going to go fine. So that's one thing that I want to encourage women to start thinking because they do a lot of things to harm your child. There are so many things that they are doing to dumb us down and to kill us and uh, and to weaken us, to weaken our health. And I'm going to talk about that somewhat. But the first in the first segment that we did together, uh, I, I gave a lot of heavy duty stuff. I also introduced myself, which was fine. And now hopefully your your listeners know who I am. And just but, well, Fritz, just in case yeah, anybody doesn't, this book right here, this tome, probably the book about the Illuminati, like huge influence on me from a very young age. Many, many copies in print. I mean, so many copies that uh, you can't keep track because they essentially uh, took it out from underneath you, which is horrible. But I mean, at the same time, it means that it's been translated into uh, God knows how many languages. And so it's all over the place. So when people think about the Illuminati and the people that are behind this agenda to destroy humanity and to destroy the planet Earth, I think a lot of people, Fritz, are going to be thinking directly about your book. You know, Zach... In 1990, when I first started exposing the world order and the Illuminati, people were coming up to me and saying, you keep saying they, you keep referring to they, but who is they? So I was so pleased that in 1995, I had a book I could hand people and say, you want to know who the they is? Well, here it is in detail. Yep. Very nice. Very, very nice. All right. So I'm sorry. Please, Please continue. (laughs) <laughs> Last time you were on, you were saying. Well, yeah, I, I, you got a comment from somebody who was a listener and saying, you know, that it what I wrote was discouraging. And my calling actually was twofold, actually threefold, but two parts of my calling. One part was to expose evil, but the other part was to give hope. And so if I really start exposing going really deep into the rabbit hole, I really need to come back and and give a a deeper understanding of hope. And so I wanted to touch on that. Um, Sure, I want to give some new information and give people a heads up on some of the things that are are coming down the pike so they can be prepared. But I I also want to encourage them. Uh, When we go to the Word of God, it says, Faith is the victory that overcomes the world, mm-hmm. okay? And that's in 1 John uh, 5-4 for, for those that like addresses. By extension, not only is does faith overcome the world, but faith overcomes the world order, or faith overcomes the new world order. It's all the same. And what is faith? That's something that a lot of people don't understand. First, Faith works by love. That's Galatians 5, 6. Well, what is love? 
Well, the only sure and safe way to destroy an enemy is to make that enemy your friend. Mm -hmm. And that's the way of agape. That's the way of Christ. You know, I wish the, the Russians knew that because they're they're making the Ukrainians load them even more than they did to begin with. You know, that's the way of Christ is to turn. And I have some stories of that kind of thing actually working. This is not pie in the sky, Pollyanna stuff. It's the, the, what I'm telling you is how things really work. And also says in the scriptures, like in Romans 8, 24, that, you know, we hope, we're saved by hope, but hope that is not seen. You know, we, we, the word of God gives us hope. But we have to have faith to have that hope. And then, of course, in the Psalms, it says that my defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. So, again, it's important that we need to work on our heart. And that's one of my, oh, I I guess you could say a pet peeve, uh, Zach, is that I've been doing this for 30 years, and I've noticed a phenomenon, and that is people like to see the problem and the enemy out there, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to see the solutions that they can give themselves right by themselves. Now, for you to have faith to overcome the world order means you have to work on yourself. Amen. And and that's where... People want answers. Well, the answers I can give you are things that you have to do. You have to do. You have to you have to go on to the internet and research how to get, uh, live without electricity, how to homestead, how to homeschool, you know, you how to how to have a natural childbirth. You have to take responsibility for your life, which is the way it should be. You know, don't have a slave mentality where you're just having somebody else direct your life, but uh, but stand up and take control of your life. And that's one thing that I learned uh, when I was incarcerated is, like, they threw me into the hole, you know. Um, and so you're in this room all by yourself with these four walls. And if you don't take control of your life and your time, then your time is going to take control of you and just beat you to death. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way on the outside. You don't have to be in the hole for this phenomenon. The same way for all of you out there in life, if you don't take control of your life, it's going to take control of you and beat you up. So, you know, take control of it. Now, what kind of answers does God have? It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. So what is it saying there? You're not going to get microwave answers, people. And you've got to be brave. You can't be a little mouse running around. You've got got to stand up and be brave. The scriptures constantly say, be of good courage. You know, wait on the Lord and he shall save you. That's uh, in Proverbs. So anyway, this this is some advice it's some of the ways that you can help yourself and i was going to give just one example of something that probably most of your listeners don't know and 
I realized that they're, they're like expecting me to start exposing uh, some Illuminati figure or some new part of the agenda, but they don't realize that part of the Illuminati agenda is to feed you poison. Absolutely. You go to your store and everything is tainted. Mm-hmm. I talked with these Illuminati kingpins. I know how they think. They mock you. They mock you because they're like, oh, these people are got diabetes. They eat junk food. They deserve it. Blah, blah, blah. They laugh at you. They mock you. You know, so you need to take control of your life and eat healthy mm-hmm. because they're out to genocide you. And the food you're eating is slow genocide. Probably the worst thing. Go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was just I'm I'm right there with you. Absolutely. I mean, I eat keto. okay, and uh, by and large, I don't eat processed foods. I don't eat out. Basically, I'm eating like a paleo caveman type diet. okay? it's, you know, just natural stuff as natural as I can get. And I was going to comment, I mean, Fritz, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, like, you've got to be older than me, and you just had your third child. So if that's not a testament to healthy living, I don't know what is. Oh, thanks. (laughs) That's awesome. uh, I was born in 1955, so people can work the math. Okay, okay. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Good stuff. Hey, man, you know, you're you're doing it right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) trying to, although the medical profession came close to killing me. Before I go into what I was getting ready to say, I'll digress since you mentioned my my past. So I was in a vehicle accident uh, late in August. Then I went in to the local hospital here, which nobody has anything good to say about. And I was to get surgery. And they gave me two anesthesias, a beta blocker, and an antibiotic. Well, my wife showed me an article about the man who came up with the protocol to give beta blockers. Mm-hmm. The guy was a total jerk, and his he got fired from all of his medical uh, positions because his research was totally falsified. It was bogus. So he did the research that created the protocol to bring in beta blockers for everybody in surgery. And this article said in the two years after that protocol was enacted, 800,000 Europeans had died from surgery Wow! because of the beta blocker. So they gave me a beta blocker. My body did not respond well. I have a sound heart, but my body did not respond well. They almost killed me and I'm still trying to recover from the whole thing well isn't a beta blocker meant to like 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 depress your heart function in some fashion that's it always sounded just sounds crazy to me to do that and the anesthesia does that already so Mm -hmm. you've got a double whammy yeah and your respiratory system yeah yeah so and they gave me two anesthesias you know so yeah i'm glad you're okay One person said it wasn't your time to go for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I, I guess my my healthy living paid off. My body was strong enough to survive what they did. So, well, Fritz, before you continue, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, what were the circumstances of the accident? I mean, I mean, we know how you've been targeted. I mean, it, it's quite obvious that you you you're, you were considered to be a threat 
to the powers that be. I mean, did it cross your mind that perhaps there was something going on with that accident or what they did to you in the hospital besides just stupidity or human error? Not in this case. And the accident was was something that uh, I was I, I didn't get a ticket for it, but I was responsible. What happened was is I was I was out in the country driving a school bus. I was going south. I made a, a this was at eight oh seven in the morning, and I made a left hand turn directly into the sun. I had my visor down. Mm. I didn't have sunglasses. The sun was directly in my eyes. I couldn't see anything, and I hit a vehicle. Okay. I couldn't even see what I'd hit at the time. I had to stop the bus, get out to look. Now, when the sheriffs arrived, they realized how the sun was brutally in your eyes. I mean, there's no clouds or anything, yeah. uh, just, uh, you know, making, uh, mitigating things. So no ticket was written. Well, that's and, um, great. Unfortunately, the day after I did this, another bus driver in a, in a Kansas town also had the sun in their eyes, and they ran over a 60-year-old and oh. killed them. And the next day, another bus driver out here in, in western Kansas also had an accident due to the sun in their eyes. So it's wow. one of the one of the dangers of driving a bus. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad you're okay. I mean, obviously, did you you needed surgery on your arm? I mean, were you like thrown through the windshield in some fashion, or? Well, the 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 steering wheel reverberated and oh. and took my thumb off. Oh my god! Like off, off. Yeah. Yeah. Holy jeez! It broke it. It broke it. Um. Yeah. Good God. I had, um, I fell off a ladder in 2017 and I broke, uh, my, whatever the bone on the outside of your arm is. And I have a titanium plate in there now, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, cause it was a bad break. I mean, it was all in pieces, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, when I got the cast off and like, you know, the worst part was the physical therapy, like getting, my my strength back in my arm so you know i i I understand the road you've got ahead of you get a whole bunch of that silly putty stuff because that was really what did it for me i looked like uh like a like a cancer patient like i mean my arm was like half the size of my other arm and it was just like horrible (laughs) but it'll come back it comes back (laughs) yeah that's what where i'm i'm headed to uh yeah so i'm gonna switch uh go ahead channels here Uh, and and what i want to bring up zach i think is probably the worst poison that's being peddled out there and it's being peddled by conventional wisdom it's being peddled by our government which you know is corrupt Mm -hmm. it's being peddled by the american heart association they say eat complex carbs Mm -hmm. you need to eat whole grain and the thing of it is is when we look back in the Bible, we see, you know, the bread of life. We see bread being promoted as a good thing. Um, but wheat back in Bible times is totally different than wheat today. Mm-hmm. So during the 70s and 80s, they genetically modified wheat to the point that there might be, I don't know, 5 or 10% of what the genetics of original wheat in modern wheat it's been totally genetically modified it looks like wheat 
but it's nothing. It is not wheat. I, I call it synthetic wheat. Mm-hmm. And nobody did any uh, safety testing on it. And my father, he was one of these ag engineers. He was a scientist. He was testing genetics of wheat strains to, to help the farmers. They were trying to get them drought resistant mm-hmm. wheat. And they were trying to get uh, wheat that would produce a dough that was very elastic. And we'll get to that. But but in doing that, they didn't do any safety testing of, of all this genetic modification. And so what we have is something that's really a poison mm-hmm. and it's being promoted. Um, so I, I want to I warn people about this because everything in your body from head to toe is degraded by wheat. And if I... And I'm going to touch on that some. So it has brain act- active exorphins that cross the brain barrier and act as an opiate. Mm. It, it's, it, 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 it's the equivalent of an opiate. And it creates blood sugar surges. Now check this out. Um, how many of our listeners would get a plate and pile it with, with just regular sugar and get a spoon and just eat plain sugar yeah you know no that's disgusting yep but they don't realize and in 1981 the university of toronto did a study and they determined that wheat yes wheat has a higher glycemic value its value is 72 higher glycemic value than pure sugar really eating a piece of bread uh, that that whole grain piece of bread is worse than eating pure sugar. And what it does is it has a carb called amylopectin A, which is highly digestible. And as soon as that uh, you eat that amylopectin A, which makes up about 70% of the wheat kernel, it creates glucose and spikes your insulin. Mm-hmm. And this is the primary reason there's so much diabetes everywhere including with our children is wheat and every generation has been getting worse and worse it also creates celiac disease besides diabetes it creates all kinds of so many diseases that it's absolutely incredible a lot of these uh diseases that they the medical profession says well we don't know what causes it like i had a friend who had crohn's disease it's caused by wheat yeah um irritable bowel system it's caused by wheat you know um on and on and so it's devastating people's health and one of the worst things it does is cause this wheat belly around your middle it creates this uh the cereal fat now what's dangerous about belly fat because your organs become fat mm-hmm. fatty and fatty organs are very dangerous, um, and plus all the inflammation that you get. Mm-hmm. So this this propaganda, this narrative, eat more healthy whole grains, this narrative is bogus. And, okay, so the other part of the wheat kernel, besides the amylopectin A, and by the way, there's different forms of amylopectin. Amylopectin A is the worst, but there's other forms out there. So um, Wheat just happens to have the worst form. Um, 
The other part, the protein part of the kernel, which is like 15% of it, is made up of gluten. Now, other things have gluten, but wheat gluten is especially dangerous, and it causes all kinds of things. So, uh, you know, the, the, some people realize that they can't eat uh, gluten. Uh, they can't eat the gluten, but a lot of people are eating all this oblivious to what's causing their health problems. Mm -hmm. You know, and so think of it. Let's think of this, Zach, and and all our listeners out there. You go into the grocery store. You got the bread aisle. You got the bakery section. You got the pasta section. You got the cracker section. You got the tortilla section, the cracker section. You got the processed food section. I mean, basically, throughout the entire store, you've got wheat product. Exactly. It's, it's like the foundational thing, yep. and it's so dangerous. So this is something that people can do. And, and, you know, so don't throw your arms. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, there's lots of things you can do. You can move forward in faith. Again, what is faith? Let me call your attention to Job and Abraham. Job and Abraham, it said, was directly tested by God. You know, he had his son Isaac on the altar. Job was tested by an intermediary, Satan. But in both cases, there's a common thread, and that is they both realized that everything that they had that was good came from God. And so, like Job said, God's given. And God's taken, blessed mm. be God. So if you're going to go up against the world order, if you're going to try to swim against the current, you got to be willing to take some sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, um, God gives and he takes, but blessed be God. And the the word tells us, and I can I can validate this in my own life, because I basically lost everything. Mm -hmm. Um it says in the word in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So the worse things are going, the more I cling to God and love him because mm -hmm. I want him to flip those things to good. And repeatedly, I have seen things that I thought, well, how can God bring any good out of this? But he did. He did. And um, look at this. Like Job, God's restored my life. I have a wonderful family, a wonderful wife. Uh, I just, you know, I love life. And um, so I encourage people to move forward in faith. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to buck the system. Daniel, he's, he's in the, the palace of the world power, the king of Babylon. And it's maybe counterintuitive to think that that his food was better than than the, the the man who ruled this world power the king of babylon but he realized that his food was healthier this is the same thing that i'm talking about you're going to the grocery store and you're seeing all this beautiful food and it's all basically there's a few things but most of it is tainted mm -hmm. they have intentionally done things to taint it so you you know uh, they've stuck sugar in everything. They've, uh, you know, your toothpaste is sweet because it has sugar in it. And they hide that sugar under 30 different names. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and 
so many other things that they're doing, uh, you know, natural flavoring and stuff. So anyway, just be aware of this. Oh, one, one last thing maybe I could throw in here that might encourage some people to give up wheat. When they genetically modified it, they wanted it to be able, the wheat, to take Roundup. Roundup is poison, people. And Roundup will hurt your liver, your pancreas, your intestines, your gonads, you know. And uh, so wheat and corn will both, they have been genetically modified so that you can spray Roundup on them and the crops won't die. Mm -hmm. And I understand raising corn is hard. I tried farming. I, I, my people are, who are farmers on both sides of my family. I understand, you know, the farmers trying to make a living, but you have to be responsible for your health. And if you're going to eat something that's had Roundup on it and still has traces around it, you're going to have problems, people. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a, uh, that's a little bit of uh, some information there of something that you can do. There's so many other things. People, I, I, I could, I could, I could, I, I could talk for endlessly about all the different things that are out there trying to kill you and all the things that are out there to try to dumb you down. Um, Zach, one, I, I might digress here and, and just talk about one little thing. So one of the hats I've worn is a handwriting analyst. I'm a certified grapho analyst and a certified graphologist. That's cool. And yeah, and the FBI uses this, but they've tried to convince the public that it's that it's hooey. But no, it's got a lot of power to it. But anyway, the older scripts that they taught in school like 40, 50 years ago, they encouraged logic. They encouraged deep thinking. They encouraged all the kind of thinking that you would want. Mm -hmm. And around 1990, the school started shifting to an italic script yep. that was dumbing people down. And then eventually, they just quit teaching handwriting altogether. It's true. So I went back to college in 2015, 2016, and one of these millennials told me, Fritz, uh, they wouldn't teach me cursive in school. So when, was, when I was in high school, I taught myself cursive and I turned in an English essay in cursive and my teacher handed it back and refused it and she rejected it. And she said, don't you ever do this again. I can't read cursive. <laughs> so, so this is what's That's horrible. This is what's happened in our schools. They went from the old school uh, Palmer script into these italics that would dumb you down to not even teaching at all. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just one of hundreds of things I could talk about how they're dumbing us down and how they're trying to genocide us. Well, and now also, Fritz, they're allowing kids to write papers in a form of uh, a text message script with uh, you know, LOLs and, uh, I, you know, I can't even imagine like all of the various abbreviations they have to, but I mean, it's, it, it's almost laughable. The intelligence level of, uh, the younger generation coming out of high school and, uh, you know, it, people 
people are not being taught much of anything at all other than ideology and uh, and and political affiliations. You know, they're trying to turn people into idiot uh, communists, really. I mean, that's the simplest way I can put it. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen that firsthand. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen a 20 year old and he couldn't do two times five. Oof. That was beyond. He had to get his calculator out to do two times five. Oh, gosh. Um, I have seen, uh, for instance, this guy was an A student. He was getting all kinds of of student awards. He was down at the University of Oregon in Eugene. And he called his mother, um, uh, you know, this is a college student. He calls his mother and says, Mom, where do you put a stamp on an envelope? And she (laughs) freaked. She thought she had failed as a mother you know but i stood in line at the post office and the two young people behind me were asking the same question they're asking where do you put a stamp where do you where do you put the return address they didn't know how to address an envelope and you know and yet at the same time this generation was telling me that they're the first generation to get things correct that all the other generations have got it wrong because they're all into this LGBT, you know, transgender, all this kind of stuff. And so the rest of us, you know, have it all wrong. We've been, you know, and they're a bunch of snowflakes. Yeah. You know, they 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 that is one of the problems. And I'm gonna get into that. In fact, maybe I'll seg into that. Because what we see is people have no toleration for other people's views. They're not able to say like the old school way was let's agree to disagree. You know, you got your views. I got my views. but I've watched in the last three, four years and this country has become polarized. Mm-hmm. And so let me tell the audience, one of the things that's coming down the pike is we are going to see that polarization exploited. And, uh, well, and it's, it's, I, I think it's pretty self-evident too, Fritz, because I mean, we've seen it, throughout history i mean like this is the easiest way to defeat an enemy feed them a bunch of disinformation or whatever it is that you need to do to make them destroy each other and i see it every single day on social media i see it out there in the real world uh it's it's pretty disgusting i mean you're right people don't have a tolerance for anything that doesn't line up 100 with the way they believe the world should be or the things that they think or their own ideologies And I think that on the right, we like to think that we have a far more open mind, but I've seen that uh, very recently not be the case. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who, um, you know, are comfortable to allow people to exist in a different frame of mind, so to speak. Uh, But more and more people, I feel, are are going to these extremes uh, and, and they just can't handle the idea that something is different from how they think it should be. Exactly. Well said. Um, so Bill Gates said that this polarization that we see in this country may end it all and bring on a civil war. Well, when someone like Bill Gates says something like this, why is he saying it? It's because he and his Illuminati buddies are trying to bring this about. It's like they, they war gamed COVID before it happened. You know, he's not saying this frivolously. He he's an insider that knows what they're planning and trying to implement. 
And uh, so we see a number of issues. We see like Trump, there's no middle ground. People are either on one extreme or the other Mm -hmm. or abortion. They're either like me as a Christian, I see it as murder. Then you have these people over here. There's no middle ground Mm -hmm. or race. You know, there's no middle ground in these things. Liberals and conservatives don't have any middle ground. Global warming, same thing. And so what is the mainstream media saying is the cause of this polarization? Well, if you go to this Time magazine article, they say that the reason why things are getting polarized is racism and uh, and um, right-wing extremism. <laughs> capitalism. Yep. We've had capitalism a long time. And, you know, the third reason was is you have these algorithms on social media where people are able to get into their own little niche. Mm-hmm. Well, I would venture to say those are bogus reasons. The real reasons, I'm going to give three reasons why there's polarization in this country. And that is mainstream media keeps hammering every time there's an incident. It doesn't matter if the perpetrator was black or Latino. They say he was a white supremacist Mm -hmm. and they keep hammering this race issue and they keep trying to divide us on these issues. Mainstream media and then people like George Soros funding things like Antifa. And then this will surprise some people. But my third thing that I would say that's polarizing us is the Federal Reserve, because secretly they are giving the rich, the elite, these Illuminati kingpins, they are giving them trillions of dollars constantly, secretly. And how do they do that? There are certain companies, corporations that the elite have lots of stock in. And the Federal Reserve, which is a private corporation who's run by these Illuminati uh figures they quietly put trillions of dollars into these corporations meanwhile helping us have inflation meanwhile destroying the middle class so the middle class is being wiped out mm-hmm. while the elite are getting filthy rich there's a, a polarization there and um so the federal reserve is doing a lot and so I know you're aware of the Rwandan genocide. Rwanda was a country in Africa, mm-hmm. and, or still is. And um, in April through July of 94, there was what's called the Rwandan genocide, where between 600,000 and a million Tutsis were killed. There were two major tribes in Rwanda, the Tutsis and the Hutu. And I know for Americans, that sounds like um, a Dr. Zeus book or something, the names of these. But that's what they were named, the Hutus and the Tutsis. And uh, they had animosity towards each other. They had built up over the years. And then the Hutu president was killed. And that made the people angry the, that were Hutus. And the, the, the system, the Illuminati, they figured out the exact wavelength the, 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 that to take the brain, if, if the brain is angry, they can elevate that anger to homicidal rage. 
And they flew the CIA, which was created by the Illuminati. They flew a C-130 over the Hutu crowds and beamed that uh, brainwave into them and turned their rage into homicidal rage. They took mostly machetes with a few rifles and they hacked to death women, children, and men of the Tutsis. And uh, it's an open secret in the intelligence agencies that the CIA did this. Now, all they have to do, they can use, they can use our cell phones to active, they can send that, that brainwave through our, our cell phones. And so we're that vulnerable. So if we get angry at each other and imagine what, what they can do, they can elevate that to homicidal rage. They weren't able to take our guns away. So now they're going to get us to use our guns against each other. So this is what's on the agenda. And it's not a pretty picture. No. And that was called Operation Crimson Mist. And uh, Thank you. yes, yes. And uh, I actually have uh, uh, there, there's there's a, a, a number of articles that are out there uh, that you can read about this. Um, but this is not something that is particularly surprising to me. You know, you mentioned Bill Gates. There has been talk of civil war here in America for some time, and it kind of bubbles up. And sometimes, you know, I see people in the chat say, you know, oh, we need to take up arms and we need to go, you know, take care of the problem ourselves. But, you know, the Revolutionary War was a very, very different time. Uh, you know, we have sophisticated weaponry right now. And no matter what we might think is happening behind the scenes in the military or in certain corners of the government, you know, it's undoubtedly going to lead to massive death on any side that you might choose to be on. Uh, and that's the worst possible thing that I can imagine. You know, for me, uh, fighting back against the propaganda, the mind control and all of these nefarious methods by which they have to attempt to control us and to get us to do what we want. I mean, we can only do it through a peaceful and a lawful manner, because if we don't, then it will end in something like the Rwanda genocide. Can you imagine if they activated something like that here on a national scale? Uh, and who's to say they haven't already? Look at the summer of love in 2020, you know, just, uh, you know, it, and there have been a number of, uh, I guess, mass shooters here in America who prior to committing those acts uh, had reported hearing directions in their heads telling them exactly what to do, how to do it, and where to do it. So, I, you know, I think they've done it on small scale, and so far we've been able to avoid something like that on a massive scale. Yeah, and our military has become scary because they have they have weeded out patriots and conservatives and um, the top echelons of the military are totally compromised. And then recently, and a lot of our listeners may not be aware of this, the head of WHO elevated monkeypox to a new pandemic level where they have, legal, they have legally created uh, a martial law uh, scenario. We are under martial law. But what I mean by that is the legal framework is there, um, but they haven't actually activated it and activated the military to mm -hmm. enforce martial law. But they could because it, we are under the, the auspices of martial law. 
because of, of uh, the head of who making monkeypox the new pandemic. You know what's so, so funny? I had completely forgotten about monkeypox. It's been a long time since I heard anything about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, I'm just waiting for the next pandemic because we got the midterms coming up. But I mean, so far, nothing's stuck. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we maybe we missed uh, missed the boat on that one. So they're using the PCR test that, uh, you know. And the guy who got the Nobel Prize coming up with the PCR test, he stringently said this is not being used properly. Mm-hmm. But you know they tried to use it for AIDS. They're trying. They tried to use it for COVID. Now they're going to use it for monkeypox to determine whether you've got uh, you've got it. And um, so, yeah, when when I interacted with these Illuminati kingpins, they said that there were going to be pandemics, mm-hmm. you know, so I have been expecting, you know, a follow-up to the last pandemic. Um, and, uh, Hey, it may be similar. I can't, I don't want to get your show into problems. Oh no, you know, th- there, there won't be any problems here. We're already off of any platform that would have a problem. So you say whatever you need to say, Fritz, it's okay. Well, you know, that whole COVID thing was totally made up. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and same way with this monkeypox, it's totally made up. But if you take the a PCR test and you use it, you can get as many positives as you want mm-hmm. to make your quota. Yep. You know, uh, anyway. Very so, true. Very, very true. Um, so, uh, oh gosh, there was a point that, uh, that went through the chat that, uh, I wanted to make and I'm sorry, I, I just, I lost it right before I was opening my mouth, but, um, you know, the, the thing with, uh, with monkeypox, um, I felt like they were trying to do a one, two on us with that because they had it pump up in, in gay populations. And, you know, so you've got like the, um, the fear that they wanted to instill for monkeypox, but then also like the per- perhaps uh, um, homophobia that they wanted to instill in in America, kind of reminiscent of what we saw with uh, the uh, uh, explosion of the AIDS epidemic. You know, I mean, it, it to me, it, it, it was a, a pretty easy thing. You know, I mean, I don't care if you're gay or straight. Just don't go out and engage in in risk seeking behavior, and and you probably won't uh, put yourself in front of a case of monkeypox. And even if, even if you do, just stay home and don't itch. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, it, it it plays into that whole scenario that I was talking about, the polarization of mm-hmm. America. Yep. And uh, they're just trying to exacerbate all of these issues amongst us. Absolutely. And and I've never seen anything like it before. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that, but as I grew up, most people were live and let live. You know, you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Okay. You know, uh, I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. Okay. But now people are at each other's throats. Mm -hmm. um, People are vicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad the way that they've been able to so successfully polarize everyone here in in America. You know, and I I mentioned this the other day too, Fritz, you know, in in the absence of so we used to mingle with each other, you know, and then it got contentious and then they censored us and they kicked us off of these platforms. And now 
Luckily, we have things like Truth Social and Rumble and stuff. But uh, I, I, I mentioned that in the absence of the presence of the left, we've now resorted to attacking each other. And there are so many people out there who are uh, are just trying to I don't know, you know, they 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 don't like certain people. So then you're not good because you don't hate somebody else or, you know, this person said this thing, and you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shills out there. There are, there's plenty of people that I don't care for what they say. But I mean, we've got one mission here, and that's to save America. You know, I mean, like I've got enough on my plate right in front of me, dealing with myself and my family, and you know, just everything that's happening here in this country. You know, I, I don't want to spend my energy dealing with, uh, with with you know people that don't have good arguments for anything. Somebody on Truth Social today said that. I think they insinuated that I was deep state because I ran for city council when I was 21 years old. Like, oh, silly me for thinking that I could uh, play a part in the, uh, the the political system we have here in America. And maybe I could make a difference for my local community for 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 25 percent of the people in my hometown. Oh, you know, screw me for trying. I guess I'm the deep state. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's a good example of the kind of nonsense we're seeing. People, we need to put us pet aside our petty differences. We need to quit fighting each other because they collectively, the elite, which are the Illuminati and their and all the people that they control, you know, um, the, this world order, this new world order, they collectively have us at the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And they're ready to genocide us. They're ready to push us off the cliff. And first, don't be afraid to fight back because they're ready to push you off. So you might as well fight back. Mm-hmm. But but second, wh- what are we going to do to uh, stop this thing? Well, we're not going to we're not going to stop it if we're busy fighting each other, which is what they want want to happen. You know, some people have called this a prison planet. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to prison. You will see the gangs and the different racial groups are are in uh they're in tribes they're, in <laughs> they're they're so you got the whites and you got the uh islanders and you got different uh latino gangs and you know uh, occasionally there are, are different groups of whites too that break off, but you have these they're like gangs and they have shot caller well the prison officials work with those shot callers Mm -hmm. they like divide and conquer they like to see no unity because if all the inmates were together they could easily uh you know take out the 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 um perimeter defenses and escape you know there's not that much to prevent um the inmates taking over a prison so yeah, they they work with the shot callers to make sure that it's a divide and conquer. Well, the same thing happens in this prison planet, you know. And uh, so we've got to get past that. We've got to start working together and get past our petty differences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I feel like we've come a long way in terms of that. You know, I mean, the the left was like so good at organizing, so good at. At, uh, at being activists and making their voices heard and like putting pressure on the people in their party that represented them. And uh, and we just didn't have that. I, I feel 
personally, Fritz, and I would like to ask you this before we're about to uh, head into the call in portion of the of the show in a second. But um, do you have uh, a, any uh, measure of faith uh, about where we're going in terms of the midterms? I mean, just from my perspective, you know, consuming and, and analyzing all this po- political stuff every single day, you know, we have a, a, like an overwhelming number of America first, true patriotic American citizens, first time running for political office, set to uh, to to get sent to Washington, D.C., and uh, and perhaps for the first time in history since we started this grand experiment, uh, truly represent the people uh, of their states, of their districts, of wherever it is. And, 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 you know, that's all because people got, they decided to get activated as a result of what we saw in 2020. They realized that they had to get out there on the streets and they had to make their voices heard and they needed to do something proactive so that we didn't just get the same old, uh, you know, rhino getting recycled over and over again. Another Mitt Romney or a Mitch McConnell. What, what, what do you think about that? Wow, that's interesting. Well, I know from the little bit that I've looked that there are some people that are are claiming to be America first that are just total traitors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, and another thing that I know is that, and, and I've been saying this since 1990, is that the elections are rigged. It's just like somebody that was trying to get out of the Illuminati um, was it the 92 elections? We, uh, we had presidential elections in 92, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was uh, Perot and Bush and Clinton. Thank you. Yeah. And he said that, that you know, because he was an Illuminati member, they had shown him a map six months before the election that had the final election figures. Mm-hmm. These weren't projections. They were the final figures of what would be told to the public as far as the vote count. And so I've known for a long time that the voting was rigged. Um, I know that people have been working to try to turn that around. I don't know how successful they're going to be. Um, uh, I look at these last few elections and how corrupt they were. Um, I I don't know. You know, uh, I know that when they... We okay, backtracking a little bit, Zach. We are in the new world order, mm-hmm. and they brought they they took us into this new world order back in 2021 because they had solidified their power so extensive they didn't think that there was anybody that had any power anywhere that was opposed to them. They basically had all of the politicians and judges compromised. They have them all blackmailed. And so I I would say election officials, people like the FBI, law enforcement, they're pretty well all dirty. And I hate this I, I, I hate it that so much of our law enforcement is no longer honest and legitimate, but you know, I've seen that firsthand. And um so uh it'll be it'll be interesting i don't want to say i don't want to be a negative person and say that that there's no hope i i i if if we can pull off some victories wonderful but it would it will surprise me if we do 
Well, the way I see it, you know, this all goes back to, you know, my faith and uh, my own my own personal resolve to do everything I possibly can to make that a reality and uh, to ensure the survival of our nation. You know, it has been subverted. I think all of us can see that, you know, and right now that's what we're fighting against. And we have to start somewhere. You know, exactly. we we have to we have to begin at this new beginning point that we have here. You know, I mean, obviously, right. 2020 looms over everyone's minds. And, uh, you know, that that fear, ultimately, that uh, no matter how much we try, you know, they're going to just slip all their candidates through again. Uh, to me, honestly, this will be the litmus test, you know, uh, of our success and, uh, you know, how much we were actually able to get done. I will tell you this. Not only do I know that, you know, there are undoubtedly, you know, good people and bad people running and, you know, anybody can call themselves America first, but not everybody necessarily is. We certainly do have a far greater number of people that identify as that and that I truly have done research on and believe that that they're legit. They are good people. Some people are definitely rhinos, you know, but also uh, the Democrats, I think the reason that the Democrats were so successful and they, they could... Uh, plot out the elections like that. You know, they have the final tallies, obviously electronic voting machines, huge issue, uh, but also because it was the Democrats by and large that were running the precincts. They, I mean, they were running the polls. They were the, the vote counters. Uh, they were the ones who were handling the ballots. And, uh, and I can tell you, uh, I have no idea how many, but it is an overwhelming number. People in the audience who are, are going to be working in the polls, who have already done this, you know, um, just by the very nature of us getting in there and being an active participant and, and, and keeping an eye on this stuff, you know, I think that that's going to make a big difference too. And I'll tell you this, you know, nobody is going to be forced to stand six feet away from somebody adjudicating ballots at this point, or, you know, to, to allow people, uh, to tell them, you know, what happened. I mean, we, we didn't have poll watchers in 2020. The, the GOP had no legal representation, uh, at sight on any of these precincts. I, you know, we'll have to see, we'll have to see at the end of the day, but you know, my faith is strong. My faith in the American people is strong and, uh, you know, damn it. I, I love this country and I, I don't want to believe that it's too late or that we have, uh, we've crossed that point of no return. That's just me though. Thanks. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, when we move forward and do something, we have to move forward in hope. Mm -hmm. You can't have a negative attitude. If you already feel defeated before you go and do something, you've already lost the battle. So you have to move forward in hope and faith. Um, And that's wonderful. I I like your attitude. And the other thing that you were expressing is courage, lack of fear. Yep. And and I want to, I want to dwell on that because fear limits us from what God can do in our lives. And one of the things about fear is we draw what we fear to ourselves. And there's a number of reasons why. So I use as an example, the Germans in World War II, they feared that the Allies would invade Europe at the Pass de Calais. Mm -hmm. And so the the Allies decided, okay, that's what they fear. We'll take advantage of that. So they had this great deception program to make the Germans think that that's where they were going to invade. So the Germans kept their... A lot of their panzer units up in that area, where if they had, if they had both Hitler and Rommel 
felt like the invasion, the D-Day invasion was going to be at Normandy, but they kept, because of this fear, they kept their, their panzer divisions up there in the Pass de Calais. If they had had them down at Normandy, they had to stop the invasion cold. Mm -hmm. So the deception program worked. I know as a fact that Mossad, CIA, MI6, they they study an individual and see what their fears are, yep. and then they take advantage of those fears. The demons do the same. So if you don't want your fears to come upon you, walk forward in courage. Don't fear those things because you're drawing what you fear to yourself. Mm -hmm. People need to understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, somebody else on Truth Social tagged me earlier uh, as I was getting ready for the show uh, saying that, oh, you know, uh, people like Zach tell people that something's going to happen. You know, I don't tell anybody that something's going to happen, but I'm taking a look at the events that we watch unfold every single day. And I know that inevitably change will take place. And uh, the only way that you're going to be able to do it is if you can walk in faith and you can walk in courage. And if you're sitting there black-pilled, tagging me on Truth Social, telling me that it's already over, take a look in the mirror, bro. Take a look in the mirror. You know, obviously, you're feeling like crap about the way things are working out in your life and in this nation because you're surrounding yourself with that negative thought process. You are focused entirely on that. I don't want to live like that. I want to continue to walk forward in faith, in courage, and know that it's going to be a better tomorrow because I'm telling the world that it's going to be a better tomorrow. I'm actually working towards it, and I'm not just allowing myself to wallow in self-pity. And everybody else out there who has that same attitude, uh, I think that you're a much better person for it. It, it makes, makes life a lot more bearable at the end of the day. All right, we're going to open up the calls uh, right now, guys. We've got somebody on the line, so let me bring in our first caller. Caller, make sure you mute that stream. And welcome to the program. Caller? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Can we get a name? Yeah, this is Joshua Abraham. Joshua Abraham, good to hear from you, buddy. A perfect, perfect person to open the calls. Awesome. I hope you've been enjoying the show, Josh. Oh, I've been loving it, man. My Seattle Mariners are in the playoffs right now, and they just can't seem to get a win or a, let alone a, a run against Houston right now. But that's okay. I had to turn that off, and I had to watch my dear friend and mentor, Mr. Springmeyer, come on the show. I've just been loving this, just watching it all night. It's been great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and uh, I see some people out in the in the chat are only just getting here right now. On Saturday nights, the show starts at 9 p.m., but fret not, you can go back and watch the replay after this is done. So, uh, so Josh, um, you know, what have you been up to recently? And, uh, I mean, obviously, you're another researcher. You're somebody else who uh, loves this nation dearly. Uh, you obviously have a great faith. And, uh, and, and you're one of those people who's not just going to let the world kick you in the, uh, in the ass, so to speak, and tell you where you're going to go. Well, recently, um, I just turned 40 on October 10th and, um, I've been really working what I learned in Freemasonry about the uses of forces, like, I've been getting off all nicotine, all 
junk food, all alcohol, all addictive substances. And I've just been really focusing on my health. And I've been really focusing on just my personal vibration, how to strengthen my, my vibration towards the outer world and just everything I learned in masonry about what they call the force. And I've been just been using that knowledge and just been diving into my King James every day and just been meditating on my scriptures in my King James Bible as much as I can and just trying to build up my vibrational force for Jesus Christ. And just like Mr. Fritz Springmeyer was saying, like, if you want to, you know, change the world, you got to change yourself from within first and exert that energy. And ever since my 40th birthday, that's what I've been doing. And I've just been feeling a lot better. I've noticed a big change. It's only been like a week, not even a week. It's been about six days. And I've just been really working on myself and um, I just really wanted to um, really change my life for the better now that I'm 40 years old. Because as any man my age will tell you, physically, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so Josh, uh, uh, obviously, you knew that Fritz had a kid. We were saying, I'm sure you heard that earlier in the show. Uh, Fritz is one of those guys who's taken care of himself. He's, he's ensured his health and longevity. And, uh, there's definitely something to be said for, for living like that. Uh, I mean, you only get, you know, this is your only go around this time. Uh, so you might as well take care of the vessel that you were given if you're going to make it to uh, a ripe old age. Well, I was, uh, Mr. Springmeyer showed me a picture of his son, John recently, his third son. And, like I was telling him, I was like, wow, you know, like God has, re Jehovah really has to love you to pieces and just really favor you because Mr. Springmeyer, you know, knows, you know, and every Bible scholar knows that when, when Jehovah blesses you with that many sons, you know, you really have a favor in his eyes. And Mr. Springmeyer is, you know, born in 1955, you know, still, putting out healthy children like that, that is just, um, I think it's an example to us all, like how yeah. with a lot of research and a lot of reading and a lot of self-awareness that we don't have to listen to German allopathic medicine, like what Mr. Springmeyer was saying earlier about his wife, you know, giving birth to their third child, like, and he was absolutely right. I read a really interesting piece by Eustace Mullins called um, "Death by in uh, Murder, Murder by Injection," and it was a great write-up on how um, German allopathic medicine was fully adopted by the Rockefeller Foundation, and the, who took over the American Medical Association back in the early 1900s, and they just completely wiped out homeopathic medicine and. If you just do your research, you know, the homeopathic medicine, you know, I, mean, I, I like the perfect example is um, they have all these hospitals with great, you know, procedures and great pills and great medicines that they would have you think. But look at the food they serve you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. It's just like, I mean, like, the homeopathic side of the food is just terrible. It's just garbage. No, I mean, it's so clear that what you put in your body is what's going to fuel your life on a daily basis. 
and they just want people to eat garbage, you know? I mean, like, it's great. You know, this is one of those things that, like, people when people realize the depths of the plan that they have, uh, you know, instituted to try to destroy humanity, people get overwhelmed, you know, because it is, it's medicine, uh, it's education, it's the food. Uh, I mean, it's, like, all-encompassing. You, you look in any direction— and you can essentially point out some aspect of the plan that they have in place. And so, you know, I mean, you, you really do have to look at it from like a holistic perspective. I, I mean, there isn't any one thing that you can't pay attention to or that you can't address within yourself. I mean, you've got to be as pure and as natural as you possibly can be. Otherwise, it's going to happen. Like, you know, I mean, just thinking once more about, uh, you know, childbirth and uh, the number of, uh, of of births now, uh, Fritz, that you had mentioned are, are cesarean sections or are being um, uh, um, induced. You know, I mean, like the idea of uh, a doctor telling a, a mother, you know, come in on the 31st, we're going to have your baby then. I mean, that's just so unnatural. And, um, you know, <laughs> another major aspect of this is the, uh, the, the population, obviously, you know, I mean, they want to control the population. I read a, uh, a factor this morning that among the vaccinated, um, miscarriages are up by 50% and fertility is down by 50%. So like between the two, uh, they've done quite an excellent job of ensuring that there's going to be a lot less useless mouth breathers out there. Uh, when it comes to the next generation, you know, I mean, like they've they've definitely uh, won a battle there as far as I'm concerned. So there's a lot of things that they're doing, you know, hundreds of things, but I'm going to just mention one. Like in our school district here, they no longer use books in any of the schools. They're using iPads. Mm -hmm. Well, if a girl puts an iPad uh, in her lap within 30 minutes, she destroys the fertility of a lot of her eggs. Wow. And wow. Now, our school buses are not air conditioned. We have no air conditioners in our 40 odd buses. Um, but they have iPads. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, so, they, I think I think that also has to do with the control and flow of information, too. You know, I mean, books were some of the most dangerous tools that uh, people have had throughout humanity since the printing press was invented, you know, and now clearly they want to censor certain types of information. They want to only allow people to read this or that. And the easiest way they can do that is by destroying everything that's in print and then forcing it just to go through electronic means because, I mean, they can edit it on the fly. You know, it can say one thing one day and then another thing the next day, depending on how they want the narrative to be shaped. And also, I noticed when I was going back to college in 2015 and 2016, the younger generation didn't realize the value of hard cop, uh, hardcover books. Mm -hmm. Our, in college, we used to have actual textbooks. But all of our textbooks were online and on the computer. The thing of it is, is there there was I and one other student that were old school. And we realized that I can look something up in a real book, you know, so much quicker than trying to right. uh, load, load the book up and then scroll through. Um, 
I, I can just flip to the index or flip to the right page or whatever instantly. And um, so we both bought our hardcover book. What's interesting is, is our college charged us for the, the actual book, but they wouldn't give any of them. We had to buy the, the actual books ourselves, wow. even though the, the college charged us for it. That's insane. Well, listen, Josh, we got to take the next caller, buddy, but I wanted to know if there was anything else you wanted to bring up for Fritz before we move on. Yeah, I just wanted to ask Fritz, um, and I want to tell, you know, you and, and your audience, like, we all know that there was only one group of people that Jesus warned us about, and we have to keep in mind, this is all you know, a bunch of Luciferian cults that, are, that is doing this to us. Jesus warned us about the synagogue of Satan. Now, over 11 years since my awakening and reading books, there's only been two books that I can really pin down that people really need to read to wake up. And first, of, the first one is the King James Bible. And the second one is the Protocols of Zion. Like this book is just textbook, just point by point by point by point the social division using the african americans the sexualization of children running people in the debt and i just want to ask mr springmeyer what are what is your opinion on the protocols of zion like what is your take on it uh okay i'm going to i'm going to come in at an angle to this and that is I recommend people read Holy Blood, Holy Grail, the 13th bloodline of the Illuminati. Their holy bloodline are the Merovingians. And, uh, uh, and I talk about them in Bloodlines of the Illuminati. When you read Holy Blood, Holy Grail, you will see that they give credibility to the protocols of Zion. And they point out in uh, in, in Holy Blood, Holy Grail, they point out how it, it, the history of that has been misrepresented. So I would direct people that way rather than, and then, I mean, you know, I have my own insight or opinion, but I'm saying, okay, go to these researchers. The, the book was written by a trilogy of authors, Lincoln, Lay, and Pageant. And they researched this bloodline and they concluded that the Protocols of Zion was part of this bloodline. So if they're, what they're saying is true and you match and you, you take their research with mine, because they don't call this, they don't call the Merovingians an Illuminati bloodline. It's me that identified them that way. But you you combine the two, you realize that this holy bloodline is Illuminati and that Protocols of Zion was a document that that relates to them. Uh, sorry about that. I was muted, but I was just going to say I'm actually picking up a copy of Holy Blood, Holy Grail right now uh, because it sounds fascinating. All right, Josh, uh, you and I did two interviews together. I saw some people questioning you mentioning what you learned in in, uh, in masonry. 
I highly suggest everybody go to my channel on Rumble and check out those first two interviews we did. Josh actually infiltrated a Masonic Lodge so that he could uh, expose some of the stuff going on there. So please go check those out. Josh, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, yeah, what, what I was talking about earlier about the force powers, I talked about that in my first interview with you about seeing the four holy books of the 33rd degree of Scottish Rite of Freemasonry and learning the ancient secret of 33rd degree masonry. And basically, um, the King James Bible is one of the four holy books and the one that I chose because I choose, I chose that path for my personal preference. But yeah, anyone can find me on, um, Facebook on the Abraham project. Um, they deleted my Twitter. They deleted my Instagram. Um, Facebook is the old, I'm, I'm currently in Facebook jail right now. I always get put into Facebook jail. I, I, I make it out sometimes maybe for like two or three days, but then I post something or comment on some and they just instantly throw me right back in. But um, yeah, you can find my work on the Abraham project. And if you'd like to do another interview, I'm always down Zach, to All right, explain brother. to people the forest powers and everyone, please donate to Mr. Springmeyer. Like, Mr. Springmeyer has been in this game for so long, and without him, we wouldn't know the bloodlines, and DNA never lies. Without him, we would not have the information that we do now to actually pinpoint and know who is doing this to us. So please, I ask everyone, please donate to Fritz Springmeyer and his cause, and please always remember that he gave us the bloodlines and blood never lies. So thanks for having me on. Thank you, Amen. Doug. And thank you, Mr. Springmeyer. Thanks, Josh. Good to hear from you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we've got Jason B coming in. If this is the same Jason B that I think it is, yes. Perfect. Jason, good to see you, buddy. Hey, Zach, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we've got you loud and clear. Hey, man. Good to see you, too. And I... uh I figured if you have a chance to talk to Fritz Springmeyer, you got to take advantage of it. I actually missed the first half of the show. <laughs> okay. I came in a little late, so I, um, but I caught, well, oh, one thing I wanted to say about Josh is that he said he was born, his birthday was October 10th and he turned 40. So that's 10, 10, 1982. And one plus nine is 10 and eight plus two is 10. So that's 10, 10, 10, 10, four tens <laughs> is 40. And he just turned 40. I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I'm, I, numbers, man, numbers, they right kill on. me. But um, I was born at home too, by the way, Fritz. So um, I can vouch for that. I think I turned out halfway decent, except for I'm kind of weird looking. No. Um, <laughs> no. Hey, um. So I just rewatched that that clip at CERN of that human what appears to be a human sacrifice with hooded satanists that like a uh, I think a janitor or a night person cleaning person uh captured on on their cell phone or actually I think they zoomed in or something so I don't know if they had a camcorder or what was going Oh I guess you can zoom in on your phone never mind Anyways and then for, I guess I want wanted to get um, Fritz's if, if he's seen that video of that what appears to be a human sacrifice happening in the courtyard at CERN. And um, I, as far as I know, that has not been debunked or 
whatever disproven in any way. I think they came out and said it was just a mock ritual or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Some well, ridiculous excuse. But then even on top of that, they held that other very strange theatrical ritual that also had some uh, reference to Shiva in it. And then also, I mean, straight up Satan, like they conjured Satan from this uh, wormhole or portal or whatever it is they're trying to open there and then had him come out. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it all seems to be just overtly satanic. Uh, Fritz, what's your opinion on that sacrifice? I haven't seen that. It doesn't surprise me. In in my estimation, CERN is a satanic project. And uh, what are they trying to bring into our our world? Uh, You know, uh, I do not see good intentions behind what they're doing. And the enormous amounts of money that is being funneled into this whole thing so yeah that uh, uh it's consistent with the way CERN is um i see some people in the chat have also not seen this video um oh you gotta find it i'm it's about to pull it up don't worry i've got <laughs> it bookmarked uh because it's quite quite the video here okay hold on i want to make it so you guys can can see it too so let me First, go to the right. Okay, guys. And then let me make it so that you gentlemen uh, can also share my screen. Uh, Let me see. Share screen. And there we go. And share sound. Okay. Here we go. And there you can see the giant Shiva monument in front of CERN. essentially where it ends right there now that woman is not dead uh oh looks like we lost jason but uh that's fine uh jason you feel free to call back in if you want but 
that, so you've never seen that, Fritz. That's uh, that's crazy, isn't that uh, just amazing to see that on on screen? Yeah, and I had a comment in line with with this whole discussion back in 1991. One of these four women that I was working with that had been in the Illuminati and was trying to get out, she told me that the Illuminati were getting into quantum quantum physics mm. and that she wanted she wanted to study quantum physics so she would understand where they were going with their organization. So that was interesting and uh definitely they have been. Well, I mean, you know, the the logo for CERN it looks like, you know, three sixes that have been turned on their sides going in different directions. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of the um, that satanic uh, uh, like summoning ritual that they did. But, you know, an, a, one question that I wanted to ask is, I mean, my, I, we said we were going to talk a little bit about the Great Reset, too. And, 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 you know, obviously the guy behind the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, and his uh, handmaiden, Yuval Noah Harari, his uh, his best friend there, um, have you done any research to see about connecting the bloodlines of the Illuminati to any of these people that we have seen on the global stage recently? I mean, specifically Schwab and Harari? Yeah, Klaus Schwab is Illuminati. And um, and uh, the head of the Illuminati, uh, back when they were trying to recruit me, because when I got out of prison you know my my reputation had been totally destroyed and they made an offer to recruit me it didn't work out for them but they but it gave me an opportunity to interact with them talk with them and uh you know he talked about going to davos and to the world economic forum at the time, it didn't mean anything to me. I'm like, right. okay, so the head of the Illuminati is going to World Economic Forum. So these Illuminati kingpins go to it. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, I was I was still Trilateral Commission, Council of Foreign Relations. I still hooked on all these older um, org- organizations and uh, w- hadn't really realized what the World Economic Forum was was all about. So yeah, I, it, you know, it, it's I, I can say without any reservation, World Economic Forum is Illuminati project. They got all their nice buzzwords: Great Reset, Fourth Industrial Revolution, Build Back Better, you know, stakeholder capitalism, and then. You're not going to own anything, but you're going to be happy, people. And uh, they're behind this move that uh, we're going to eat poop. You know, <laughs> eat there's poop a, and bugs. There, yeah, there's this expression, eat s h i t and die. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're literally telling us. And when I first heard that, I'm like, nah, really? And then. I found out that there's a Japanese company that's already done the research and they've learned how to, the technology to turn human poop into edible protein. DARPA has also been doing that research 
our tax dollars at work. And so, yeah, they're, they're already putting bug protein into our food. So yeah, we're gonna eat bugs and poop and, um, and we're not gonna have anything and we're gonna be happy. And that's the way it's gonna be until uh, they get rid of all of them because we're useless eaters. So just for anybody doubting what Fritz just said, this is something I actually remember from about 10 years ago. Uh, this is absolutely true. This A number of different organizations were seeking uh, how to extract the leftover protein in the human excrement that we pump into uh, our sewage systems every single day. And they quite literally made artificial meat from the protein that was in our own poop. And it's absolutely one of the most disgusting things that I can possibly imagine. Now, you know, you were mentioning there, uh, Fritz, some of the old organizations, you know, and I've, I've kind of, you know, watching all of this evolve over the years, you know, it's almost like those old organizations, everybody knows about them, you know, and, and they've kind of passed the torch onto these, uh, these newer global organizations, you know, um, which allows them to continue to do their work. But, you know, albeit it takes time for people to come around and realize exactly what's happening and how they've been supplanted. Somebody in my, uh, in my chat sent me a message today about a group called the Association of Old Crows. Have you ever heard of them? No, that's new to me. Okay, so they are devoted to electronic warfare. Uh, and uh, it's, I guess uh, uh, the adoption of electronic warfare. I mean, I would say they've, you know, they, they must have been around for a while uh, because it seems like they have perfected electronic warfare in a number of different ways. I mean, everything that we interact with now has some level of circuitry in it. And as you were stating earlier, I mean, there are ways by which they can deliver messages. They can send signals which are going to affect people. I mean, these things are not conspiracy theory. I mean, we can go back decades and see the way that they've evolved. I mean, this is the absolute dream of the deep state, the Illuminati, the intelligence agencies. They want to be able to control you at the cellular level. And if they can control your thoughts, that's one thing. But obviously, the transhumanist agenda is about controlling your body. It's about taking God out of the equation. It's about making you patentable so that they can control everything about you. Because once they do, then you are no longer a, a person uh, of, of divine origin. And you can't have a say about what happens in your own life. Um, we've got another caller. Let me go ahead and bring them in. We'll see what they have to say. Uh, oh, and Jason, yeah, he says, sorry, I cut out when I talked during the CERN video. It gave massive feedback. Apparently, you guys didn't hear it. Nope, we did not hear it, but that's okay. I'm glad that it didn't happen on our end. Uh, but we do have uh, uh, another caller. You're on the line. Can we get your name? Caller, can you hear me? Hello? Hi, you're on you the air. Me? You're on the air. Can we get your name? Yes, my name is Jake. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jake. How about yourself? Pretty good. Hi, Mr. Springmore. How are you doing? I'm actually, um, I'm from Twalton, and I'm sure you know where that's at. That's, that's an affirmative, yes. <laughs> okay. I had a quick question for uh, Mr. Springmore. <clears throat> Does Illuminati value gold and silver the same reasons why we do, or do they have a religious or ritual way that they use gold or silver 
Well, <clears throat> gold is used in the uh, flying saucers. So, um, you know, they have anti-gravity machines uh, and gold is used in the, those. Um, they have always valued gold. Um, and yes, there, there's other reasons for them to, to value gold than what we have. Uh, I'm going to jump in here and take the question a little bit different direction than what you might expect. <clears throat> because I hear people hammering that the, that the awake community, the people that are uh, familiar with, the, uh, I guess you could call it the conspiracy, that they should get gold to hedge against what's coming. I want to draw people's attention in April of 1933, FDR did an executive decree, and it was based on the 1917 Trading with the Enemy Act, which really had nothing to do with with his executive order. That's just a pretext to, to have some legality. And he forced all Americans to sell their gold to the U.S. government at $20 and, and some odd cents. And then after they got everybody's gold, they turned around and set the price of gold at $35 an ounce. So they made almost $15 an ounce on all the gold that they confiscated from this country. So the point I'm making is, is gold may be a hedge against inflation, but I think only temporarily, because there's no reason why they can't do an executive order again and confiscate it all again. And and the the reason that they gave for order for confiscating it in 1933 is they said people were hoarding gold and therefore helping to cause the depression, which is a bunch of hooey. I mean, come on, I have a gold coin and I'm causing the depression. I'm hoarding, you know, I have uh, some other gold. But anyway, it worked. Nobody could fight it, you know. And uh, so I see that people that are valuing gold don't realize that it has some limitation. Um, as to the Illuminati having gold, yeah, they have all kinds of gold, and their gold's probably not going to be touched by a confiscation. You know, uh, Jake, the first thing that I think of is uh, um, I've heard of the idea of Ormus before, like the actual ingestion of gold. And, uh, I think that, uh, mm -hmm. it was the, uh, was it the Egyptians that would ap apparently had uh, a big stockpile of uh, basically gold dust and, and they would eat and drink it and make themselves more conductive. Mm -hmm. No, I, and, and I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, nobody really truly understands the, uh, capability of, you know, either gold or silver. I mean, silver is absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, antibacterial the highest you know conductor electricity on and on and on i mean mm -hmm. it's you know i'm just wondering if they have some sort of you know knowledge about it that, that we don't know you know what i mean 
Um, I, I mean, I, I would say I would say its use in uh, in 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 you you know aerial vehicles. I mean, as a, a means of yeah. propulsion. Hey, man, I, that's I'm I'm with you on that one. That's definitely outside of the boundaries of my knowledge. So there was a guy. Definitely. He he knew that he was Merovingian blood, and <clears throat> he contacted me. I can't remember. Uh, oh, circa 1995. And he was going to make uh, pulverized gold, um, which is uh, which is great for uh, health benefits. He was going to make that available to the world. Well, I haven't seen that his plan really got got much traction. Um, maybe some people know whether it did or not, but I haven't seen it get any traction. But yeah, like you were saying, gold has medicinal uh, uh, properties too. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful night. You too. Thanks for your call, Jake. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. And somebody out there in the chat is asking if I know where John Mark Dugan's documentary is. Go to his Rumble channel. Bad Wolf, B-A-D-V-O-L-F, and you can find it there. I know it's there. Um, if it's not on YouTube, I think that he probably had it taken off or they moved it someplace, but it's definitely on his Rumble channel. I don't have a link to it right now at the very moment. All right, we've got about uh, 15 minutes or so left. Let me go through some of these thank yous that I've been socking up from uh, from Rumble over here. Uh, NorCalGiant89 said, great guest, Zach. War Angel One said, uh, "Sending gratitude for all your dedication." Uh, my Norman said, "God bless you, Fritz." And Carnivorous Vegan said, "I gave money to Fritz the last time he was on, so I'm uh, I'm so glad the birth of his child went well. God bless you both." Uh, and then Jason said, "I'm sorry I cut out when I talked during the CERN video. It gave massive feedback. <laughs> apparently, you guys didn't hear. I absolutely did not hear it, and apparently the audience was getting feedback the entire time. I am so sorry about that, guys. That was definitely not something that we could hear on our end. That's very, very strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that happen before. Uh, let's go through the uh, uh, the other chats over on Foxhole and see if there's any other questions for you. Uh, appreciate the donations from Insight Gino, Ranger Billy, Porpoiseful said good evening. Uh, Empress says because you two, because you are you and you, de- you deserve so much more. Thank you very much. Vader369, thank you for those shades. Space Coast Patriot said I had a C-section with my daughter in 1989. In 91 and 92, both my boys were born naturally. Good for you. You know, uh, one of the reasons that I think they have focused so heavily on uh, an overly medicated birthing process, I mean, number one, obviously, to make money. Uh, the hospitals and the insurance companies don't profit when you have a home birth. Um, but also, it's a lot easier to ensure that you get on the vaccine schedule if you're there and you have your baby in the hospital. You know, also, you know, uh, circumcisions, uh, you know, if you're being born at home, it's a lot less likely that as a man, you're going to end up having a circumcision. Um, there's just so many different ways that uh, the hospitals can can mutilate you as a baby and ensure that you're going to have to keep coming back to them for uh, for for healthcare for the rest of your life. Uh, Nikki, the Greek. Thank you very much for that. Uh, uh, Toria as well. And Sean Joe. A couple of times, Glorious Patriot said, uh, keeping the faith and trusting in our gracious almighty God. 
Space Coast Patriot said, we just bought another quarter side of beef from a local rancher. Went to the ranch. Great Christian family. Yeah, get as much local food as you can, guys. You make those arrangements. You make those relationships with people. And then if stuff does hit the fan, well, then you've got a support system you can rely on. Uh, Space Coast Patriot said, Ulna. I don't know what that means. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Matt1776, I've heard a lot about Wheat Belly. Uh, Fritz, are there any good alternatives if we like pizza and bread from time to time? I know that, uh, you know, eating keto, I have seen um, pizza crust that's been made with cauliflower. Cauliflower works great as a substitute for anything that has like a high starch content rather than potatoes or, uh, you know, any of that stuff. So, but Fritz, and anything you would recommend? The dough that makes pizza. The reason why uh, dough has elasticity is gluten. And there are other things that have gluten in them besides wheat. But though that is is not good. And there are gluten-free products in the grocery store. Do not buy them because they are dangerous. Yeah, they, they just gum good. up your stomach. So, uh, yeah, I, I in, I'll, I'll show you this book. Um, wheat belly. If you want to learn more about wheat, read this book. And in the back of this book, he has recipes. And maybe, maybe he has a recipe using cauliflower. I don't know. Um, it seemed to me like there was a recipe that that had uh, some kind of alternative that you could make a a pizza with it. But it's not going to be. You're, you're, let's just face it, the, the <laughs> gluten and wheat, it produces a really nice yep. uh, elastic dough. It's and true. And you're just not going to get the same with, with other healthy products. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, you just got to get that thought out of your head. It, it, you know, if, you, if you're going to give up wheat, if you're going to give up bread and stuff, you know, you're just not going to have it. Uh, also, Jason said, Fritz, uh, uh, ask Fritz if the Merovingians later became the Paysurs, and where are they now? Yes, they did. The Paysurs <clears throat> were in the Carolinas, and uh, Abraham Lincoln's mother worked for them, um, uh, so, which was the Spring. She worked for the Spring family, which is an offshoot of the Paysurs, and. Uh, so Abraham Lincoln was actually part of the bloodlines and he was the head of the Rosicrucians in North America. Mm. <clears throat> so when he talked about God in his speeches, he was coming fr from a Rosicrucian angle, but uh, he surprised them. You know, they thought that uh, he was going to tow their line. He was a corporate attorney, um, although they billed him as a rail splitter. He was a corporate attorney for the big boys, but he he was like JFK, you know. He he was strong enough uh, to go his own path, and he foiled their plans, and of course he paid ultimate price for it. Yep. But where are the Pazers today? I don't know where they where all they live. Um, that I couldn't answer that question off the top of my head. But my guess is, is they have scattered through a, a lot of states. Um, it's like looking at the Rothschilds. Um, I, I was studying where the Rothschilds were, and I found Rothschilds in every state. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, they have Rothschild coven meetings, uh, uh, um, uh, satanic ceremonies, and basically, uh, well, I haven't tracked them specifically to every state, but I would, I would assume that that there are Rothschild satanic uh, ceremonies in every state. Sure. So uh, I, that, I would, would assume painters are the same. That wouldn't surprise me. All right, we've got two more callers, guys. We're going to take Marshall Rob next. And here we go. Rob, it's good to see you, buddy. How you been? Oh, still waiting for Rob's audio. Rob, your audio has connected. Good to see you, my friend. Okay. Hey, how you doing? Excellent, brother. Excellent. Uh, so uh, what's your question for Fritz? Well, uh, first off, Red Pill, I'd like to uh, say I'm so glad that you made it through the hurricane successfully. Thank you. And uh, Fritz, I got a question. You know, I I had a roommate in the 1990s whose father was good friends with uh, Bo Greitz. Uh, I guess you call him Green Beret founder and also Ted Gunderson. So I've, I've been a, let's call it a conspiracy theorist for thir- 30 years now. And uh, I had been told that Christopher Lee, you know, the horror guy, he was a direct descendant of John D. And that he had influence on the King James Version of the Bible. And it's so interesting. And I got to confess, I've never actually read the Bible from cover to cover but I have a couple old American standard versions that I was going to try. I also have a 500-year-old German version that I have no idea how to read. Oh, wow. But uh, have you or anybody thought of, you know, because going back to uh, Constantine, they threw most of the Bible out, basically. Took out the Book of Enoch, took out the Book of Daniel. Has anybody thought of putting together a version of the Bible as God would want it read? Well, there there are versions of the Bible that bring back what was in the Apocrypha. See, the the original King James had an Apocrypha, which uh, had uh, a lot more books than the current King James. And there are are people that have put together like the Book of Asher and have gone back Book of Enoch and and Dead Sea Scroll uh, books and stuff. And they have brought those forward for Christians to use. Uh, here's my my take or answer to that, though. I mean, you haven't read the scriptures. The scriptures that we have, those 66 books, there's enough in there to keep a person busy. And so oh, sure. I hear a lot of people saying, well, I don't read the Bible because they left books out. Well, why don't you start with reading the Bible as it is? And then if you if that's not enough for you, go ahead and go to these other books. But the thing of it is, is there's so much in the Bible as it is, it'll keep you busy for your life. I'm not saying that some of these other books aren't good. They are. But there's plenty in the Bible as canonized. And so for people just to reject that because there's been something left out is uh they're they're cutting off their nose to spite their face you know um oh i uh, understand what you're saying totally but my thought is also because they try to make say the atheists the illuminati they want you to believe god is fake 
It's all made up. It's myth. And that's why they hide giant skeletons. The Smithsonian hides half of the truth. Most of history's been rewritten. And by having some of maybe more attention brought to some of those books like the Book of Enoch and other ones to where you might see, oh, I see. They're lying to us because they're hiding God. Just like NASA was created by a cultist, it makes you wonder what is most of outer space and everything they're doing there is just all deception also. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if that's like a million questions in one, but. Uh... <laughs> well, I lost track if there was a question there. I mean, you brought up Bo Grice and you brought, brought up Gunderson. I don't know if there was a question there. Um, you brought up Sir John D. I don't know if there's a question there, but. Um, no, but what, what, what I'm basically saying, sorry, my blood sugar is getting a little low. It's about dinner time and I'm type one diabetic. Uh, but, uh, what I was saying with all that, my past history there was, uh, I'm, I'm quite aware of some of the stuff that you've researched and I, I know quite well that you know what you're talking about. All right. So, well, listen, Marshall or Rob, <laughs> we've got to take the next caller because we're almost done for the night. But get some food. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat wheat gluten either. And uh, I love you. Are you going to get? I'm, I'm up to. Uh, I did 413 push-ups in three sets today. Oh, good for you, brother. Good for you. At, six, at 62. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. All you right. Well, give us a riff on your way out. All right. Uh, I can't hear anything. It's not playing. Oh, you can't? No, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty quiet. Anyway, okay. all right. <laughs> uh, if I turn it up, the neighbors will call the police. Okay, don't. I don't want you to get in trouble. All right, brother. Good to hear from all you. Right. Good to see you. Have a great night. Great talking to you. Have a great night. You and too. God you... bless, brother. We'll see you. All right. Final caller of the night. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Hey, it's, uh, it's Jake calling again. Um, oh. Welcome I, back, I, I wanted to bring up, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, totally blank this, but um, I was listening to an interview with Chris Springmeyer back from, I believe it was October 17th, 2013, and you were discussing the BRICS nations, and <laughs> I have noticed that, you know, even it's it's now coming out in the, in the public eye, the BRICS nations, they got Robert Kiyosaki talking about it, how you know, they're going to develop a uh, a sound currency to compete with the dollar and essentially destroy the dollar through the BRICS nation. And I was wondering if um, you see that their plan is actually coming to fruition now. Um, do you have any idea of one, you know, this actually might happen? Because it seems like it's happening now. Uh I think that's kind of irrelevant because all the central banks are going to a digital currency. It's a Mm -hmm. central bank digital currency, and they're all developing their own digital currency, which they're going to promote as making international transactions easier. Um, I think it's kind of becoming irrelevant. But, yeah, Americans need to realize that the American dollar isn't going to be lord over all the world um like it has been in Spreton Woods but um i don't i don't see the uh, that uh they're 
at the time, like back in 2013, it looked like they were going to uh, they were going to destroy the dollar a lot quicker and easier, but they didn't. <clears throat> and so, my take on it is is it's kind of it's rather becoming irrelevant because we're all going into uh, this central bank digital currency, which is the equivalent of what the Bible calls the mark of the beast. And uh, mm -hmm. so uh, I I think that a, a central bank digital currency is the absolute worst possible scenario that we could have. I mean, because then they I mean, they're already working on cutting us off. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw in the last week, you know, I mean, a number of high profile people had their bank accounts. Cat Turd got his uh, bank account canceled because of who he is. Uh, Kanye West had uh, got kicked out of Chase. I mean, Chase and a number of other institutions have kicked people out. If everything that we do, uh, if all the way that we store our wealth is digital, then, I mean, it's like the easiest thing in the world for them to just turn off the spigot. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, uh, this goes back to what you mentioned earlier about uh, precious metals. I mean, this is why I have uh, a portion of my money. I take some money every single month and I put it into precious metals uh, just because, you know, I mean, it's the uh, it. it it's something that they can't touch. Even if they tell us that we have to give them all that money, all that, all those, all the gold and all the silver, I, I think that some people are definitely going to hold off on actually giving it to them. I I, I agree because I believe that the the public is more educated now. I mean, if the federal government told me like, "Hey, you got to turn in your, you know, what you have," on, I'm, I'm probably just most likely to tell them no. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it, it got to the point right now. I mean, I, I just you know, I it, it just got to that point where they just you know, I mean, everything they are so corrupt to the core and it's so blatant now. Yeah. Um, but you know, people back in, you know, I mean, even I think it was I can't remember his name, but it was the treasurer back in 1933. He even added in that if the coin was uh, minted prior to 1933, then it's then considered a a collector's coin. Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of people stack those nowadays. Um, but anyways, yeah, but well, anyways, you right, have brother. a great night. I yeah, you to too. Now. <laughs> All right. Have a great night. Good okay. to hear from you again. Take it easy. Uh, okay. So getting back to the thank yous over here. Um, okay. Uh, so, okay. So Matt, 1776, what to do about food? What items can we buy at the grocery store? To me, this is pretty easy. <clears throat> You know, I, I just try to eat as close to uh, a whole food as I possibly can, as natural as it comes out of the ground. You know, fruits, vegetables, meat, uh, and uh, and and whenever you can, eat it uh, so that it's not sprayed with pesticides. I mean, what's your general rule of thumb, Fritz? I imagine you know, as a homesteader, you're you're probably growing and and creating a lot of your own food. Well, I tried this year, but our gardens didn't do well because of the drought mm -hmm. and we got like one week of just super hot heat which stunted like the tomatoes got stunted and didn't didn't uh ripen like they should because they got stunted from that super hot heat um yeah i i agree with you vegetables are good and try to try to grow your own or get them from a farmer that's not been that's organic. That's not been using all of these poisons and pesticides. Um, and fruit, 
uh, vegetables are probably better than, than an abundance of fruit because at a certain point you can, you can, um, you know, fruit is very sugary. Yep. The, the fruit that we have today has been uh, bred to be very sugary. So, you know, you have, uh, use it, use it in moderation, but it's healthy. Sparingly. That old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And then meat. But I have been buying my meat from people that that raise it organic because mm-hmm. I no longer trust the meat that's in the, the store. Um, For real, yeah. My cousin's son, who worked in the feedlots out here, he told me a couple years ago, that one of his jobs, his new jobs when the COVID came through was to give uh, COVID jabs to all of the cattle. And that just grossed me out. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy to think they're doing that. Um, Okay, so uh, Matt1776 also says, what about fluoride? Reverse osmosis, filtration, a must. Um, you know, uh, what are you doing about fluoride? Do you have well water? I mean, I have a, a a whole home filter that specifically removes the fluoride. It's not enough to only remove it at the tap. You have to remove it from the whole water system because your body will soak up all that fluoride in the exact same way it will when you drink it. Uh, but Fritz, what do you do? Uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, something to filter water like that. And if you can't, if you uh, if you can't filter out the fluoride um, because you're on city water, if you make tea, that at least gets rid of the chlorine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chlorine, in, in, the chlorine in our water started getting put in before the 20th century, and until and and then. At first, it wasn't being put in across the country, but by the time it got stuck in across the country in the 20s, it's what was causing heart problems. Uh, There were a whole series of of medical problems that developed. Of course, they didn't tell us that it came from the chlorine that they were putting into the water. Um, But the chlorine, if you boil your water to make tea, the chlorine will boil out. So you can at least get rid of that. But the fluoride, yeah, unless you have a, a fluoride filter or your own well. And, hey, if you can get some property that you, where you have your own well, I do it. Um, but I noticed, too, uh, like here in Kansas where I live, when I first arrived here, I was asking people that, that lived on farms uh, in rural areas about their wells. and I. I asked people, well, have you tested your well water? And 100% across the board had never tested their well water. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know how good having a well is if you don't know what's in it. That's right. Yeah, I think no matter what, you got to filter your water. You got to treat it in some fashion because there's all kinds of stuff that can be in there from uh, the sediment in the ground. Uh, Space Coast Patriot said back in the day, White's delicious, but what's nutritious? Wonder Bread. I, 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 that one was before my time, but I remember Wonder Bread. Warrior Mima, thank you for that ship. Uh, Elizabeth G says, my youngest granddaughter just asked me to teach her cursive writing, and I'm going to teach her. Good for you. Uh, Warrior Le- Mima, thank you for that fleet. 
Uh, Matt also said, I love Fritz's interviews, uh, so I have to watch the replay, but I'm really into holistic health and what's number one food tips. Um, so, uh, yeah. Do you have any other, uh, further food tips for, uh, people in the audience? MSG is dangerous and it's in everything. <laughs> yep. 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 Again, that's, you know, just stay away from processed foods and you pretty much just, uh, you know, negate all of these things from your diet. Uh, Puddin Hollow, thank you for that cookie and the can. Space Coast Patriot said, remember, Biden already threatened the American people with nuclear weapons. Yeah, not the first time the Democrats have done that. Uh, also said, Republicans are not vicious. Democrats are. That's true. They've been, uh, they, they, they have been made very vicious. Space Coast Patriot, Latinos are fundamentally conservative. That's why they have, by and large, walked away from the Democrat Party. Also, Zach, at some point, we have to get a viable primary candidate against Marco Rubio. I was just hearing somebody else uh, was talking about Marco Rubio earlier today. And you're absolutely right. I don't trust Marco Rubio at all. Uh, also, C. Blanche, thank you for the cookie. Uh, Gambera, thank you for the phone. Khaleesi2020 for the can. Nikaz808 said, great show, Zach. Blue Mangoes, uh, thank you for the phone and the shades. Space Coast Patriot, Kazarian Mafia equals Illuminati. Kaboomer, thank you for the can. Pi says, thanks, RP, for another excellent show. And thank you, Mr. Springmeyer. Napkinator79, thank you for the ship. Crystal Jane, thank you for the phone. And Space Coast Patriot, one more time, says, get into gold and silver. Get back to the 1800s. We all need to figure out how to contact each other without the use of uh, modern technology. Yeah, I think that simplifying your life, quite honestly, is uh, is the best way to go. Uh, there are certain things we can't avoid in the modern age, but uh, there are a number of ways that you can make life easier by looking back rather than looking forward. Uh, Fritz, you said something earlier about somebody using a calculator to do two times five. That's so sad, but this is one of the things that I remember thinking when I was a kid and uh, we were learning math. We were doing long division, and they got to a certain point where they said, well, now you're just going to use calculators. And I was like, how is that going to help me remember how to do this stuff? What's the point? All you're teaching me is how to use a calculator. I know that there's going to be a certain point where I'm going to try to do this without a calculator, and it will be impossible because, you know, you've trained your brain to do it this way. And the same goes for so many other things that technology have given us. It's given us the ability to look up information instantaneously. But then what have they done? They've controlled us with it. They've dumbed us down because nobody has to really try as hard as they might have. Nobody has to go to the library. You don't have to research in the old physical way. I remember writing papers in middle school and in high school and trying to find all these primary sources. It was a different world. Uh, you know, so I just want to say thank you once again, Fritz, for being here today. And as always, what would you really like the audience to take away from our conversation? Uh, I, I would like them to remember uh, that if you turn on a flashlight, the light just naturally overpowers the darkness. So, so take heart. Evil contains the seed of its own destruction. And don't be intimidated. Take the moral high ground and have faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the new world order, people. And that's what I want you to, to remember. Uh, look, at, look at what David and Daniel uh, overcame. And that right there should be uh, a good testimony to you of what somebody can do with faith in God. Amen. Absolutely. 
tag anybody who's blackpilled with this show on Truth Social so that they can have something to drag them out of the deep morass that they've allowed themselves to sink into. All right, you guys, I love you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you once again, Fritz. Really appreciate you stopping by and sharing your perspective with us. Uh, I will be gone tomorrow because it's Saturday. Excuse me, because it's Sunday. We're going to the beach tomorrow, but I'll be back on Monday. Uh, And until that time, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then.